Okay, my top three coolest things. So yours were... My top three... Sorry, we were talking before we turned the microphone on. We'll, we'll start this up officially in a second. But yeah, my top three coolest things were dragons, swords, and pirates. Like, if a story's got that, you've got me. Like, it might not be a great story and I might not do it again, but like, I'll read it once or watch it once or whatever it is if mm. it has one of those elements. My, my top three coolest things, that's a hard thing to think about. Well, you can think about it. We can get back to you at the end of the episode. Superpowers. Okay. The ocean. Okay. And, well, let's, let's replace superpowers with magic. Magic, okay. Magic, the ocean, and probably knights. Knights? Knights are pretty okay. bad, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of fantastic stuff, both for us, so fantasy literature. Okay, now that we're a minute in talking, let's let's actually introduce this. This is a new podcast from your beloved creators of Forigins. Um, we don't want our names associated with that. Yeah. So, this this is our new podcast, which shall be known as Railsend, meaning not rails. And for listeners in the future who haven't listened to this episode... You'll probably just be confused. Probably. But we'll probably reference enough int things, you know, contractions of a word and the word not to make it make sense. Wait, Mason, we're running out of rails. Rails? Where we're going, we don't need rails. Next. All right. And, and that, that, that was the official start of the episode. Okay. First, item housekeeping before we get on to our... Well, I don't want to call it a topic, because we don't have a topic, Our but we do have a jumping off point. Yeah. Because the whole premise of this podcast is we, we call, talk about something. We call it the diving board. The diving board. I, I was thinking that, actually. Oh. Yeah. So the whole premise of this is that we start talking about something, but we don't intentionally try and stay on topic. If if it goes off the rails, it goes off the rails. We don't we don't need rails. <laughs> um, so, cover art. I was thinking, like, Two parallel lines, you know, kind of like a train track, just simplistic, but then it kind of like either fades away or like turns into a dotted line with the dots becoming progressively shorter. Yeah, that would be good. And then just like the text rails and spanning between the two parallel lines. I like the them like skewing away. Is that the one you said? I said like fading away. Oh, so fading like, they're like away. black on white and then they kind of fade to gray and then to white. That would be good. Or or they could like <laughs> You, you can't see this on audio, but I just... With my hands, hands yeah. Okay, um, so our diving board for today, I think, was music. And music's mm. such a broad topic that I'm sure we'll no doubt come back to it in the future. But um, you were texting me the other day about um, why, in our opinions... This is all opinions. To, well, the, the whole... This whole podcast is based on opinion and arguing over objective things. So yeah. take, don't take all of this with a grain of salt, whatever we yeah. say. And we're probably going to be played devil's advocate, so not all the stuff we say is actually what we believe, because we agree with each other on a lot of things, but we'll probably mm. introduce some friendly debate just to keep ideas moving and explore the scope of... Because that's how an effective conversation works. Yeah, skills. Um, but why we're, we want to explore why music has, in our opinions, gotten worse since kind of the, the golden days of 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like four decades of, well, 
we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, but, uh, so first off, favorite band and your favorite song by them. Okay. This is, uh, this is, it's very tricky for me to say this because there's just so many great bands, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, let's start this way. Favorite style, genre. Favorite genre. Changes from time to time. Right now, it's grunge. Okay, favorite grunge band. Nirvana, easy. Favorite song by Nirvana. Favorite song by Nirvana. Lounge Act. All right. Um, so for me, favorite genre. My favorite genre is jazz, but mm. I don't really have a favorite jazz artist. Like I like the big band stuff. I like mm. the smooth piano stuff. I like the Latin stuff. I like all of it. Um, but I would say my favorite band is U2. Instead of band, we should say artist because band is not always. In my opinion, band music is better than like solo artists, but mm-hmm. but. Uh, artist, creator of music, a of group s- or an individual that, and that would be like having having a band rather than just a single artist is because of synergy. You know, one plus one equals three. Yeah. The more people you have with the creative input, the better it gets. Like that's part of why I think big band jazz is some of the best. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree with that for the most part. Um, yeah, so favorite genre is probably jazz by far, just because as a musician myself, I feel I can can relate to just the pure creativity that gets channeled into that. It's not, classical music's great, don't get me wrong, but it's not based on just kind of following the the notes written exactly as they are. There's There's chords that are guidelines, and you follow that, and you feel the pulse of the band, and everyone kind of speaks to each other mm-hmm. non-verbally, and there's just this great communication going on, and this great improv, and creativity um but i would say my favorite band is u2 and i don't know how i'd place them in a genre they're kind of like not not alternative maybe soft rock just whatever probably, the heck i put them as a as a mix between soft rock and alternative like somewhere yeah in some somewhere in between and and they kind of vary stylistically they're one of those long run bands that you know started back in the 80s but is still going pretty strong today and so their style has kind of varied from time to time um favorite song by them it also varies from time to time uh probably go sunday bloody sunday it's hard to go wrong with that one but yeah okay so before we get to your next thing i just wanted to make a little point what you said about jazz of why you liked it so much like with it being like pure creativity is also the same reason why I like Nirvana so much is because it just broke away so much from what was the social norm and was just so yeah. new and like so much creativity was jammed into it. Yeah, have, I haven't seen this video, but some other musician friends were telling me about about it where um, Nirvana they're like doing an interview and like one of them just like starts tapping their fingers and another like picks up on it and like in a couple seconds they're doing like this crazy. Um, they're just like making music wherever they are and that just kind of shows a glimpse into how they think and just the creativity that is Nirvana. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen that. I don't think I've seen that specific interview. I've seen many of that one. Yeah. Do some digging. See if you can find it. I'd like to watch that. Definitely. Me too. Okay. Um, so music has gotten worse. I, I think... 
I would definitely agree that. And it's not so much, like, it hasn't felt all that gradual, because I think 2000s music is great. Like, I love 2000s soft rock. It's my favorite version of soft rock. And then, like, early 2010s music was still good. Like, Imagine Dragons, Mm -hmm. early 2010, fantastic. And then slowly throughout the 2010s, it started to get less and less good. Is it that is it that the music as a whole has gotten less good, or that um, kind of the artists who weren't as good have risen to prominence, and the artists who were more objectively good have fallen out of the mainstream eye? Well, I'd say that both of those are basically the same thing. Because whatever is popular and being played the most, that's just the music of the day. Okay, okay, but like, if you took everybody in the entire world who's making music, and summed up and took an average, would it be lower or the same than before? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I'd have to say lower, because okay. the only good music that I've heard lately was Weezer came with up with an album, 2021, called Van Weezer, and I liked some of the songs from there. I think Blink-182... Is that the one that Hero's from? That you? Yeah. Okay, I looked that one up. It's pretty good. Music and, video school. Well, I haven't seen the music video. What's it, what was it like? It was it was like um, I don't know. Someone wrote something on a piece of paper, and it was just a bunch of videos of random people from around the world, like passing it to the edge of the frame, and then the mm. next person would grab it. And so it was kind of just like a worldwide community unity, Yay. feel good kind of music video, <laughs> with me Weezer music in the background. So, and I'd have to. I don't remember what year it was from, but the Blink-182 album that had, like, the rainbow lights on the words Blink-182. I liked some of the songs from that one, but not much post-2020 music that I've liked. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'd agree with that. So even, like, even the good artists aren't producing as well. So it's not just that, you know, there was bad artists and good artists and everyone listened to the good artists and now it's like everyone listens to the bad artists and the good artists are still there making good stuff. It's just not there. But the good artists aren't making good stuff anymore. Is yeah. That... That's okay. What That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So I guess now the question is why? Why? Now this is one that I have... This is Put where my theory... Into. Yeah, much thought has gone into this. So my main thinking of this is that the basis of my theory... We'll call it the um, anti anti evolution theory. The reverse Darwinism. That yeah. sounds cooler. Reverse Darwinism. And so my theory is that so say say you're back in really say you're back before the cell phone was invented or the internet, like back okay. in the eighties. Yeah. In order to get into the music industry and, like, make it high into there, you had to struggle, like, really hard to even make it because it wasn't as easy as it is today as, like, just, boom, there's a guitar sound, boom, there's a bass sound, just all in a computer program. Mm -hmm. You had to be talented at your instrument, you had to work hard to master it, and you had to, like... And there was so much competition with such little space to make it into, if that makes sense. Yeah, like basically you've got the radio and everyone's competing for the spots. And when people hear stuff on the radio, then they'll go buy a record or whatnot. But radio and television, 
with those few rare competitive spots is all that the music industry had to get it out there. But now with the internet, there's so many different ways to discover music. Yeah, like, <clears throat> and also part of it's just like part of how our consumerism has changed from way back when. Like, you know, TV shows, they used to come out like an episode a week or like even less often and people would have to be like, oh man, I can't wait for two weeks when the next episode comes out. But then now, like, Netflix like, re- releasing their, like, Stranger Things, they released a season at a time for us to just gobble up and fill our gourds with. So and, the, the, the taste of, of society has been kind of more quantity over quality, and the technology has evolved at, in such a way that... Uh, it can fulfill it. Yeah, that it can fulfill that need. Okay, that actually that actually fits nicely with my theory. Oh. Cuz my theory is just, you know, the the music industry exists within a capitalist framework, and mm-hmm. so it's what the consumers want, the market is going to rise to meet that demand. So if the <clears throat> market for music has gone down and and people are less uh, they, they they don't want quality, they just want kind of Quantity, yeah. Sorry, mix those up in my head for a second. Um, then, then they're gonna, then the producers of music, whatever's gonna make them money, that's what they're gonna do. It's kind of less about the artistry, um, because, because people are just trying to make money. Like there, there are artists out there. Most of most of the music artists are artists. They're making kind of what they want to make. They're trying to send a message. But there is that influence of capitalism. You're not gonna mm-hmm. make something. Or if you do make something that's not going to make money, you're not going to last long in the the music industry, which is still a harsh environment, even though it's, yeah. by your theory it's gotten less harsh and less competitive. But reverse Darwinism. And if you build onto this point, like keep that in mind, like the if you combine this theory with the fact of how easy it is to make music now. Like, even the simplest of people can make music. Like, we have a friend who makes music, Mm -hmm. and I've talked to him before, and when he makes music, he doesn't even know chord progressions. He just sounds out what's good and just adds on and adds on. Uh, You get so much, so many more people filling in to that. And because we mass consume, like you said, the market will meet the Will meet that demand. Demand. Yeah. Market's choking out the, choking out those who don't produce what people want to hear. And you might be thinking, like, you might be thinking, hey, what what about there's still good artists that produce like good music? Why is that not? Why is that? Why is the good music not still the same as it was yesterday? Like the best of the best. And to that, I would have to say. In order for music to be popular, to be heard by so many voices, it just has to be better than the baseline. It doesn't need to be exceptional or stay at the same height on the graph. It just needs to be better than where the average is at for people to listen to it. Yeah, why would you put in more work than is necessary to... I don't know, I sound very cynical, but uh, like, like this whole just market, like what's going to make money... And I know that's, for the most part, not the case, but there is that influence of that. Whether we think of it uh, on purpose or... On accident or just kind of, you know, we've got the reverse, we've got the reverse Darwinism where 
things have gotten easier to make music, but we still have some of those survival of the fittest effects, so survival of whoever is getting listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the if if your form of artistry is what's playing on the radio today, like good for you, but I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm rambling at this point, but okay, I had a question for you. Yes. We're not trying to offend anyone, but what do you think is the worst song you've heard recently? The worst song I've heard recently. Um, are we tra- are we talking musically wise or just for me personally? What's the difference? Well, so personally for me, like that would include uh, my past experiences with that song or like things that I associate. Try with to be that song. as objective as you can. As objective as I can. Worst song I've heard recently. I don't know. I do my best to only listen to good music. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're 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 in a friend's car or something, and they've got the radio going. You hear something, and you're just like, why? What? How? I... Okay, that's what you're saying. I'm gonna go on to Amazon Music right now and look up the top music played. And, and go through those titles. I'll go through those titles. And why, why don't we just up. both go through and we'll just critique them? We're not trying to offend people, but... Uh... Okay, I'm going through the top pop music, which I think is the most affected by this, in my opinion. It's the, it's the popular genre. A, B, C, D, E, F, U. That's it right there. I heard that recently. I don't think that song's good. Why? Personally. Have you, have you heard the song? No. It goes A B C D E F U and your mom and your dog. It says it says just a bunch of stuff like that. So it's just kind of just dumb. Yeah. Like I th- one I think that the lyrics like I don't mind hateful lyrics cuz that's like a true human emotion. And I think that the more emotion you can put into the music, hey, the better. But my problem with this song is like it's just unnecessary the amount of hate shown yeah okay um let's let's keep going through the list let's and there's fancy line by walker hayes i haven't ever listened to this you haven't heard this one i've heard it which one sing it for me they played it last night at that thing we were at fancy like applebee's yeah yeah. that song sucks but let me tell you so this song... I don't think it's all bad. Like, have you heard the guitar line? The... I do like the guitar line. But this one, for me, is because I associate it with a... It's not necessarily a bad memory, but like... So I worked as a CNA, and there was a commercial that used this song. I think it was like a Burger King commercial. And you've got the TV constantly running in the background. Yep, there TV constantly Go. running. Always hearing that, and it was... Just constantly hearing that while wiping old people's butts. And it was just not the greatest I associate it with. Shivers by Ed Sheeran. I haven't heard that one of you. No, I I mean like I'm I'm mixed on Ed Sheeran. There's some of his songs I like, there's some I don't. I think he's Bad a great Habits, singer. That's I kind of like that song, Bad Habits. Because bad habits lead to late. I think it's got a bop and beat. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't really listen to enough <laughs> stuff to... And I'll say that I do also appreciate music that's, um, uh, that's like just there for vibing too, like just there for bopping, but... Yeah, there's something to be said for that. But like if you're going to take a step back, 
and like artistically, mm-hmm. I don't know. Dude, Thunder by Imagine Dragons is still yeah, on the top list. That's on there. That Imagine Dragons is really great. There's this thing in the guitar community or the just the rock community where they're where they like to bash on Imagine Dragons, but I honestly love Imagine Dragons. I think they're great. Except for their new album. I don't really like that one all that much. Imagine Dragons is kind of like what I was raised on before I got into breaking away from the popular music and kind of exploring on my own. Uh-huh. Before my dad introduced me to the world of the 80s. But Old Town Road's still on here. <laughs> that one's just a great vibe in one. Hanging with the boys in the truck, going for a ride. Sunflower, that's still on there. Some of these songs are pretty old. Yeah, like oh, pretty old by like one or two years, but still hitting the tops of the charts. Yeah, old for hitting the tops of the charts, like you said. Yeah. Um, Industry Baby, that one's pretty good. It's... I don't listen to it often. It's another one of those vibing songs, which that's like the whole pop genre right now is just vibing. It's all about the vibes. Yeah. Blinding Lights. I don't really have anything to say against it or for it. It's just kind of a mediocre song. A lot of people I know really like it. I'm like, good on you. Like, I'm not going to judge your taste because you like that song. But I wouldn't wouldn't ever like look it up to listen to it. Mm Mm-hmm. There's sometimes where I like really want to hear a song. Like, I'm gonna look that up. That's never one of those songs. Mm-hmm. Now, "Light Switch" by Charlie Puth. You ever heard this one? I haven't listened to it, but Charlie Puth did a fairly genius thing with this song, like to build hype for it for free without doing advertising and stuff. What he did is on his YouTube shorts, he would uh, like he'd be like, "What if there's a song that went like boom, 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 and then like." show like the script phone to the phone to the computer to show the baseline actually doing that or the drums whatever and like what if we did this to it and that to it and like show it on the computer and it's like oh we need a random sound now and like just turned on a light switch and recorded it put on the computer and he was doing this like i don't know like a month before the song came so out so he wrote the song on for the, the whole for the public like he wrote the song for the public to see yeah like you see the process of it being made and like I think that's pretty genius to like get your get the hype up for your song. Yeah, you you kind of feel like you were a part of that creative process. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that 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 just made me think of another question. Do you think a song can be separated from kind of the context around it? Yes. Well, should so it be? Ex- should it should it be? Should it be? I don't think so, because that's like messing with the, the integrity of the artist. If I would say, like, there's this often. All right, next on the top songs. Wait, you're asking me a question. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, the the Charlie Puth song that you were talking about, it it had the the build up, the hype, the really creative marketing approach. And so it was put into that, context. Yeah, so you were putting it into context to talk about what you liked about that song. Mm-hmm. Should we have that, or should we like you know go to someone who has not you know interacted with the internet or society at all and like listen to this, and then we should judge it like that person would. Um, I think that having the context behind it always helps you to be able to appreciate the music and how it was like be able to appreciate the music and what it means to the artist. So you'd appreciate the same exact same guitar line 
played by one person versus a guy with no hands playing a guitar line. Don't ask me how he'd do that, but like... <laughs> Could you would, rephrase would, the question? <laughs> yeah, let, 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 me, let me say that a little more clearly. Would you appreciate a guitar line more if a guy with no hands had played it? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying now. If it's... If there's more of a... Like a struggle, story. if it, if there's a story behind it, if... Yeah, I probably would appreciate it more. Even if it was the exact same, and listening to someone with hands play the exact same thing, you couldn't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. You'd appreciate it more because of the, the struggle that was gone through, that kind of background. Yeah. So I think that adding the context to these songs really does help you see the songs for what they are, whether it's good or bad. Okay. Okay. I I think both in in art analysis they call this the formal analysis and the contextual analysis and I think both are necessary. Mm, so yeah. analyzing it purely like okay, this chord change here or this interval in the melody here was very interesting in context of the chord and whatnot versus a contextual analysis. This was written, you know, these lyrics are supposed to inspire this message and be a part of this movement and the artist had, you know, this and whatnot. So I think both are a good part of, um, of talking about music. I feel like we've had this conversation before. We probably have because we have a lot of conversations together. Yeah, we've had the, okay, sorry. Um, deja vu. Something also that I'd like to say about what's up with today's music is a big part of today's society and how politically involved it is. Like whether it be like through politically correctness or just, uh, just how argumentative society is today that everyone wants to be a people pleaser, but they also want to bash other people. I think that has had an effect on our today's music. Yeah. And, and that's not necessarily by itself bad. Like, I've heard a lot of good songs that do have political messages. Mm-hmm. And, like, whether or not I agree with that message, I still like the song. Like, uh, the, the song about the Cold War, um, it's like an eight-minute song. American Pie. That song has a lot of political involvedness. And it's a dang good song. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but it gets to, like you were saying earlier, it has to have that emotion. And if someone is writing a song about something they're passionate about, that, that's good that they're putting that emotion in. But there gets to a point where it's too argumentative that people can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm less of a lyric person. I'm like... You, you are very much a lyric person. You can I, listen I to a song am. once and you kind of know the lyrics because you're paying attention to that and you appreciate that. I feel like I don't have as much of an appreciation for the lyrical part of music, but uh, I, I kind of... I, I do appreciate it, but it's not like my number one thing of importance. Mm-hmm. As a bass player, I'd probably say bass line is number one. I'd probably say drums. Okay. All right. Drum, drums are cool. I appreciate a good drummer. But, yeah. Uh, you were saying something. Yeah. The, the interesting on this same... Uh, don't Stop Believing? Don't, yeah, Don't Stop Believing's on I love there. that song. It's a great one. It's 
kind of crazy to see that it's still on the top charts. And this isn't like the charts like I'm a... This is nothing official. This is Amazon Music. Yeah. This this show is not sponsored by Amazon Music nor associated with it. No, I just use it. Like Hotel California, that's on there. So some of these songs are great. Ah, uh, Perfect by Ed Sheeran. Now this is a conversation <laughs> in and of itself. This song is on the playlist. And this song, there's... This is one of the songs that I don't like because I've had experiences with it. Like, same, same. Like, looking back on it now, I'm like, there's no reason I should dislike this like, song. Because it's not, honestly, that bad of but a song. I, I kind of like, like, I like it musically. Personally, I kind of like it. But then I've just had so many bad, they're not horrible experiences. It's just junior high dances. <laughs> <laughs> they would play this song, like, seven times a dance. It was, like, the only slow song. It's your fault for going to junior high dance. <laughs> Maybe. No, no. It's eighth grade. Eighth grade. I was in eighth grade and taking a weights class. I've never taken a weights class since this time. Um, but the weights teacher was not that good. He he didn't really teach us how to do anything. He's like, all right, it's arm day. Go lift. And we'd be like, okay. So we go do some benches, mess around. It, it, it wasn't, you know, I could I could rant about this for a while and maybe I should rails maybe it, right? you should rails and yeah yeah we we didn't have structure to our learning he didn't tell us what we were supposed to do we didn't have goals and so we we couldn't develop but he would you know play music and I think music is an important part of a weights class I've heard yeah that that the weights teacher at our school now uh, I was playlist. talking with some people about his new playlist and it's we got, were talking to the same person about this <laughs> who Riker no I was talking to Trey oh never mind okay. But yeah, um, yeah, new or not new weights teacher, but our weights teacher at our school has a new playlist with like sea shanties and Rasputin is on there. <laughs> so pretty cool. Um, but what was I saying? Oh yeah. He would just turn it to the radio, the same radio station. And I noticed that this radio station had a pattern and they played the exact same songs at the exact same mm. time every single day. And I don't know if that's a thing that radio stations do, but that's what it felt like. Like, uh, you know... I'm just making this up, but at exactly 10.03, Havana Unana would come on, and, and like like clockwork, and Perfect was a part of this cycle for this, you know, one and a half hour class period. It was one of the songs that would come on every single day, and so I heard it every single day, and I just got sick of it. So yeah, I, I've got that negative association. I've kind of... I Originally, I spread that negative association to everything Ed Sheeran. I'm like, no, I am... Morally opposed to anything Ed Sheeran because of this one bad experience with this one song. But I've kind of retracted that and I've focused all of my dislike just into the one song. Focus all of your hatred. <laughs> Do it. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've channeled the dislike and contained it within Just Perfect. So I won't listen to that. I'll listen to other Ed Sheeran. Because Ed Sheeran's pretty, he's one of the better modern artists, I think. Yeah, say. yeah. One, he, he's a good writer. Two, mm -hmm. he's got a great voice. Three, he's a skilled guitar player. So, Heck yeah. So yeah. Ed Sheeran. And just for my musical input on this, I, I play guitar and trombone for my musical background. Yeah, I'm piano and bass and I kind of got thrown into percussionist. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been listening to music my whole life. That's my; <laughs> these are my uh, credentials. I also 
Absolutely. So, I think that post Malone is an interesting topic of today's. I don't know if he's still really. He hasn't made a new album for a while. I don't think. But Sunflowers by him, right? And that was still yeah. On the that thing. was still on the list. And I, uh, I think post Malone is a great mix of pop and um, and rap. A lot of people would say that, oh, he's not a real rap artist, but I'd say that I love the innovation that he brings to the rap community. Like, I don't know how much innovation it is rather than just like popularizing rap, but I think that it's... Fulfilling the consumer needs. Yeah. Going back to the... But I enjoy some of his music, like, uh, especially his album Beer Bongs and Bentley. That's probably my favorite. I think that it's pretty good. I enjoy it. You you talked about um, okay tangent, but there are no tangents because we don't have Rails rails. Railsent. Um, tangent. <laughs> Tan- tangentent. Tangentent. Um, so the the um, you talked about kind of combining the two genres help bring innovation and we've kind of had conversations about this before um how i i read a book about it and wrote a bunch of essays about it how learning from different fields bringing them together can increase innovation so Mm -hmm. uh taking that to the subject of music what two what mix of two genres would you like to see and if you say metal and jazz Okay, besides metal and jazz... No, you, you can say metal and jazz. I just knew that's what you were going to say. Yeah, it's, it's metal and jazz. I just think that... Well, because jazz and metal are already so similar. Like, if you look at jazz at the time, it was the thing that parents would tell their children, hey, don't listen to that. That's of the devil. But that's because those parents were racist and jazz was black music. And uh, if you look at metal, it's what parents like in the 90s would say, like, hey, don't listen to that. That's bad music because often it was actually (laughs) they just (laughs) talked about mature subjects and um but but they found their way into the mainstream they found acceptance because they were awesome (laughs) yeah and they all both also often use um uh, off scales from like the major and minor like the Um. b-flat blues scale like that's how you get like a lot of your crunch in your metal and jazz also uses a lot of crunch and there's this excellent video that really displays <laughs> the is it the swing metal video it is very I much i love the that swing video metal video i don't know so how for, copyright law works so i'm not i'm not gonna, gonna play, play it, it but i'll just uh give the, the give, maker of the video so give the maker and you can the, all have this Experience. So this YouTube video is called You've Gotta Have Swing in Metal Music, parenthesis, and in your life, and parenthesis. And it's by Borges Unchained, exclamation mark. That's like one of those Scandinavian O's with like the double dot over top. Borges. And he goes into detail of uh, showing normal jet, normal metal where the eighth notes aren't swung. And metal where they are swung and like puts it on different beats and jazzy beats. And it really brings the metal to life. It really helps like, it helps add a pulse to the metal. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because swing is like a driving force if it's even eighth notes versus the the swung eighth notes. It's kind of that distance leaves you wanting the next thing. The da, 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 da. It's kind of leading you in to the next thing. Um, yeah, so I think swing is awesome. And yeah, metal jazz. I would probably listen to more metal if that was a, a genre that emerged at some point we might we might have to start it ourselves hey fires of heaven <laughs> fires of heaven that that's that's our band for anyone missing also the, the fifth book of the wheel of time series also Ten, recommend um what two genres would you like to see combined together uh let's see i like jazz so that would probably be one of them i i just want to see jazzied up something maybe like Jazzy country would that work? Do you think country is already it already has actually its has own, a lot of jazz has it, its own kind of swing to it. Yeah, it's got its own kind of swing. It. I feel like it's not quite the same kind of swing as jazz. It's but not the it has, same. It has emotion to it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the world's biggest country fan. Um, compared to compared to some things, I like it a lot more. Um, like what things? Just radio music. Exceptions music. of the the ones that we mentioned that we actually like, but just yeah, as opposed to the music that has you know uncreative rhythms and uh, disturbing lack of harmony and yeah, mm. compared to that country has great harmonies and melodies and rhythm. It's just not my style. It's like a stylistic thing. It's also some of the best storytelling music I've ever heard as country. Yeah, lyrically, and I'm not a lyrics person, so that's probably mm -hmm. why I don't appreciate it as much, but I think it does a good job lyrically. Um, like uh, Thunder Rolls, one of my favorite because it tells like a great story, and also the context behind it. If you know, it was uh, the 90s, I think, when it came out, and... The music video for it was about the well about the story of the dude driving home from sleeping with his mistress, and then his wife catches him from smelling the perfume on him, whatever. And uh, in the end, I believe she shoots him. Oh dear. And that was like so controversial at the time that like a lot of places wouldn't play it because of that. But it's still like. I don't know if it ever hit number one on the charts, but I do believe it got up there on the charts. And that's part of the reason why I like it was because it was so new and uh, innovative. Yeah, yeah. Um, so jazz, country I feel like already has a good amount of jazz. So country and a different genre would be an interesting thing to see if I like that more than I currently like country or jazz. Country and What about rap jazz? That would be interesting. Add a different cadence to the the rhythm of how you say your yeah, yeah. swung swung rap um, with kind of a little bit more harmonic quality, kind of with those crunchy seventh and ninth chords. Thirteenths, um, thirteenths are a good good interval. I was about to say like jazz pop would be good, but then I realized that's just funk music, <laughs> and funk music's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, jazz rap. I I would like to see that because I'm not opposed to rap. I know some people like, like oh I hate rap. Like rap is kind of one of the more controversial, um, meaning that some people love it, some people hate it. Um, and I'm 
I'm certainly not one of the haters. I just don't listen to it. I just have never gotten into it. But I bet if it was... Say, same with metal. I've never really gotten into metal either. You, you tried once. Yeah, I tried. And I enjoyed it. I just never really took it anywhere. So. I very much love metal. It's one of... It's an S-tier genre of music for me. Maybe that could be another episode is ranking the genres. Ranking everything. We should just do all sorts of... Ranking the world. Ranking the world. And human history. So, so planet Earth is going to be an S-tier planet for me. I would say so, too. <laughs> Pluto. Pluto. Easy F, Z-tier. Triple Z. Ooh, ooh that's, that's rough, Pluto. Um, you hear about Pluto? <laughs> <laughs> the psych movie. Oh, Good show, good show. Um, I was going to say something. <laughs> me too, I was going to say something. Metal, oh yeah, but but swung rap with like saxophone in the background, swinging, jazzing, ever, I would listen to that. That that would that would be interesting. That yeah. would have the potential to become my new favorite genre if it was pulled off well and had talented people creating it. Kind of like, are you thinking of how the Hamilton version of rap, how it's more musical- yeah, I, I am a unapologetic Hamilton fan. Um, yeah, and, and I like how that's less about kind of just purely the cadence, and the cadence is a very interesting thing that makes rap interesting, like kind of how are you going to say these words faster and then slower in that contrast, but it's also got um, great instrumentation, harmony, uh, and the lyrics are cool because I'm a history nerd, so... And it's got good storytelling. Story, yeah. Storytelling, it's not a necessary point of music, but I sure do love when a song can tell a good story. Yeah, yeah, kind of harkening back to uh, what we were talking about at the beginning with our three favorite things and stories. So, yeah. If we're just storytelling guys. Yeah. Make, make a song about, uh, what was it? Swords, dragons, and pirates. And then for you, it was uh, <laughs> magic. Uh, Knights, and what was my third one? I don't remember Knights being my third one, but that basically, from what you're saying, it's metal, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody make, has someone made a metal song about those things? Oh, I'm sure. That's like, that's a fairly common thing in metal is like dragons. At least the cover art, I guess I haven't really heard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what does the lyrics say? What What story do the lyrics tell? Well, let's do that. You and me write a song, Dragons. Pirates, knights. Dragons, pirates. Knights with swords. Knights with swords. So magic, because dragons. And magic pirates. Magic pirates. Because pirate magic. Magic pirates recruit dragons to help them fight knights. And the magic pirates, when it's like their storytelling part of it, there it's like extra dirty and gritty. And the knights is like super bright. It's kind of more clean, clean because like the, the... Shiny armor. The noble, you know, the, the honor wears like the pirates, like the pirate code and... And when the dragon comes in, all heck breaks loose. And but dragons are like majestic. Oh, okay. So you're thinking, what, what when you imagine dragon? What kind of dragon do you imagine? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I was personally thinking of like a chaotic, one of those. Like, but there's still something majestic to it, dragon. like somehow. Like Make it majestic of, and chaotic at the same time. That would like take some serious... Like, thinking of, like, the Asian dragons? Like, that's what I think of when I think majestic dragon. No, like, a European dragon to... I, I, I think of both when I think of dragon. Mm-hmm. 
but both have the potential for chaos and both are majestic in their own right so yeah when I, when I think of majestic I personally think of the of like the Asian culture dragon kind of the flowing and when I think of chaotic I think <clears throat> of like Smaug okay okay we'll, we'll have to think about this we'll, yeah. we'll write a song and, and but I'm out okay so this pirate magic I, I just want to talk about this because <laughs> <laughs> it was the ocean that's what it was Oh, the ocean. Because I love the ocean and, like, the mysterious and creepiness of it. And I think that pirates are, like, a perfect, almost, vessel or, like, add-on to the uh, wonders of the ocean. Would you would you count Pirates of the Caribbean as magic pirates? I'd say so. It's got okay. the pirate magic, like Davy Jones. Yeah, and, all that and the it. curse and... The black spot. Yeah. And then... Cause like when you, cause like, uh, when I think of mag- pirate magic, I think of like dark, stormy seas and like all these men with deep voices chanting this like, not necessarily like a spell, but like a chant of protection, incantation. Yeah, something of the sorts. But yeah. Speaking of the, that did you have you read? Any of the Lovecraft? Lovecraft? I have read the first one where that dude is like on his boat and then he's like in the black bottom of the ocean. Plate. That's where he was? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just like on a weird island that was made of. I thought so blackness. too first. And this this <clears throat> is H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's The Dagon, right? I think it's just called Dagon. Dagon. Grabbing West. Your copy of the. Yeah, Dagon. Dagon. Yeah, it's a really great story. Like, doesn't all this stuff kind of happen in like a shared universe, MCU style? I, I don't think so. I think that it's all well. I mean, it could be, but I don't think it has many crossovers. There's not a ton of crossover. Like, like it would make sense if it was all <clears throat> in the same place, but then. I would see it more as like a multiverse kind of thing, and each story is like its own universe. I mean, I'm not a scholar on this or anything, but like each story has its own one weird thing about it, and they just build on each other. Because I think it would be cool, like, in my mind, it's cooler uh, to have like a normal perfect Earth, yet there's this one kink about it, or there's this one little pinpoint of like paranormal activity, and that's it. Rather than having an Earth that has all sorts of paranormal stuff everywhere. Which is cool. Still in its own right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, changing a few details about the world and exploring the ramifications of that. Okay. Well, well, we have our work cut out for us. Uh, Lovecraftian pirate ocean dragon. plus dragons and knights story and everyone's wheeling swords, including the dragon. Instead of breathing fire, he just breathes swords. The dragon scales are swords. The swords of the fallen knights who've gone to kill him before. And they'll have like a short story as like a companion piece to the song. And like <laughs> summarize it in the lyrics. And then like, to learn more. <laughs> to learn more, go to this song. Okay. So, sounds like a plan. Well, I think we should call it a day for, for yeah. this episode. This was a good discussion of music and the various merits of different things. And we'll definitely come back for like yeah, a music, music part two. Music is three. a big part of both of our lives, so... It'll definitely come up as we jump off different diving boards of topics. Mm. So, 
Fear Thank not. you for tuning in. For sure. Uh, we will see you next time.